Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly. We're back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing good, Marvin. How are you? As always, just trying to stay out of trouble. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. I just finished talking to Ethan and we were talking before we started recording that uh, even though you've probably gotten roughly the same amount of rain, the impact on the rivers is a little bit different in Southwest Virginia than it is in Central Virginia. Uh, very possibly, yeah. I looked at some of the James River gauges um, over the last couple of days, and they're really getting back down to a pretty uh, – not that we're not, but they get down to a little bit more fishable level a little bit faster, it seems like. Um, and then, um, yeah, the new has – the new hit a pretty high level over the weekend after the rain, you know, Friday and Saturday morning. Um all the trout streams kind of um, popped up pretty good, but you know they're all they're all dropping out again as well. Um, but we got another little burst today. I think it was about a quarter of an inch, and uh, it's at least slow in the fall, but certainly you know just kind of soaking the ground a little bit more. So um, hopefully the uh, the levels don't drop out again after this. Yeah. And you were saying too, that you have the benefit of having kind of the more active dam control, uh, where you fish as opposed to the rivers in central Virginia. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 uh, you, you just have to know your river. I mean, I, I fish everything from, you know, down in Tennessee, we've got some, um, you know, TVA dam controlled, uh, power generating dams. And then on the, the new in Radford, we've got the Quater Lake Dam. Um, and then, you know, of course, you go further north, you got the James and some of those other rivers up there are, for the most part, you know, just run of the river. So, um, you know, if you get a pile of rain in, in Botetourt County, it's just going to stay, uh, that dirty water is going to travel downstream. Whereas where we got uh, a bunch of rain up around North Carolina and Grayson County, um, back in, uh, the end of last week, um, the river came up and, and they jacked the flow up at, at Clater Dam, like, you know, like they normally do. And we're getting a lot of rain, but, uh, they cut it back this week, um, to a real fishable level. And, um, the, the lake did not get dirty enough to really be kicking out a bunch of dirty water at the dam. So it's, it's fairly clear down there at the moment. Yeah. But that being said, you know, the good news is you wanted rain because you were afraid you're going to have to musky fish in low, super clear conditions. And so you got a little bit of what you were asking for. We did. We did. And we had, you know, frankly, um, we had pretty good musky conditions last week as well before the rain, um, just from some rain. Um, I guess it was the, the Saturday, you know, two Saturdays ago. The, the river bumped up a good bit and, you know, we were fishing a pretty full river with, you know, that kind of three, four, maybe five feet of visibility, which I really like. Um, and we're having some, having some pretty good days. Fortunately, we've lost a lot of fish, um, in the last week or two, but, uh, you know, things are looking up and I, you know, rivers aren't going to be in bad shape for very long. The only thing really that'll be a hindrance, I think in the next, few days is going to be uh cold weather because we're supposed to see highs around 
the upper 30s and maybe 40 degrees for the next couple of days. Yeah, but the good news, right, is that's going to keep pushing those musky as that water cools off to make them a little bit easier to pattern, right? Yeah, yeah, we should, you know, be able to uh, be able to um, to follow them into those holes, you know, in the next probably, you know, couple of weeks um, as as things start to cool down. Um, we really did have pretty warm water temperatures last week um, before things started getting chilly. We were up in the upper 50s and kind of touching 60 degrees. So we're still a good long ways from that kind of mid uh, mid to low 40s range where we start really concentrating and hanging on structure and um, and that kind of thing. But uh, but you know they certainly certainly will as things start to cool down um start moving away from current a little bit yeah and i uh, got an interesting question for you too um grant wanted to get your thoughts on tips for working fly line through all of that fall surface clutter that we see this time of year um that that is a good question and i'm not really sure i have a great answer for it um i'll say um First thing I'll say is to avoid it. And that sounds really obvious, but there's ways you can go about that. Um, you know, particularly if I'm trout fishing um, in the fall, one thing that I try to do is fish, uh, fish the most water that I possibly can. You know, um, a lot of our, our bigger trout streams around here, are, you know, 20, 30, 35 miles long. And when you have that, kind of seasonal low water in the fall you can go way up high on those streams or even kind of in the in the middle reaches of them and the you know water's low it's not moving very fast um and so there's not much current to really clear leaves out of your way um but the further down river you go you get below some tributaries and you find a little bit more volume um you'll find water that has a little bit more current that's kind of, you know, plowing the leaves out of the way or at least taking them downstream as opposed to just allowing them to sit and, uh, and just kind of clutter things up for the near future. So that's, that's one thing that I think about. Um, another one would be, um, you know, I guess potentially, uh, you know, avoid fishing, uh, you know, I think sinking lines and streamers do a little bit better than topwater stuff um, in the in the real heavy leaf debris, just because the leaves are on the surface. And if you're fishing something topwater, you're just kind of raking. Whereas the sinking lines will kind of push down and and uh, hopefully through the leaves a little bit. Um, I'd say other than that, I mean, it's kind of just a fact of life for a little while. Um, something you've got to got to learn to deal with you know it's it's uh it's kind of dumb but when we're out fishing or when i'm out fishing and we have real heavy leaf debris i mean it really is kind of an accuracy game if you're moving down the river and casting um casting flies and you're trying to land that fly line in those those lanes or in those spots where you're where you're not gonna nail a bunch of leaves you know obviously it's gonna be worse if you truck over a big leaf mat but if you've got a an area that's a little thinner than others um 
you know, that's, that's where you want to cast. Sometimes I can remember a couple of smallmouth days there around the middle of October where our, uh, our program kind of dwindled down to at the end of the day, just fishing wherever we could in the river because there were, you know, big slack water spots and whatnot. They were just matted up completely with leaves and you couldn't, couldn't do anything in that kind of water. So, um, using those kinds of, you know, things to try to avoid them and, and, uh, you know, then just going out with a, a strong mind and, in a firm attitude, not letting it beat you down too bad. That's about all I can say. Yeah. It's uh yeah, I think it is just kind of a fact of life. Um, it really is. Yeah. You, you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us. You can DM us on social media. If we use your question, I will send you some articulate fly swag. We are drawing for something cool for Matt at the end of the season. And uh, I just saw your newsletter. Uh, I know you're trying to book up uh, Muskie Day. Do you want to let folks know kind of what you have available and how to find you and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah. Um, booked a lot of Muskie Days already. It kind of a little late getting that out there. But, uh, you know, probably three quarters of the uh, sort of prime moon dates are gone at this point. Um but there's still some of those left and then some of the kind of in-between time frames too that are, you know, definitely not bad dates to have um, are, are all still available. And like I always say, all my information is on my website. It's mattreillyflyfishing.com and uh, reach out however you feel best. Uh, well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, I hope all of you have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, Matt. Thanks, Marvin.